Hello, and welcome to the Vitality Women Leading Audaciously podcast. I am Jennifer Helene, CEO of Purposeful Ventures, devoted to naturally innovative solutions for the realignment of humanity. We believe that stories connect us, dismantling the illusion of separation, causing healing. This interview will be 20 to 30 minutes long, and I look forward to sharing on Common Ground. Welcome to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. Today, our guest is Janet. Now, Janet, I'd love to pronounce your last name, but I'm not pr- probably going to massacre it. So can you pronounce it for me, please? It's so simple. It's Aditu. Aditu. A-D-E-T-U. Yes. Uh, sounds French. Is it French? No, it's not. It's actually think- Nigerian. Oh, Beautiful. Well, Janet, you, I'm so delighted to have you on the show. Um, you are a, a Forbes Coaching Council coach. You're also an executive coach, um, but I have a feeling it extends beyond that now that I've gotten to know you for a few minutes. Um, and uh, I'm just delighted to have you to share your story and to um, and to shed some wisdom and some light onto this time that we're living in. So Janet, tell me about how you got to where you are in your business um, and what were some of the components that um, contributed to, yeah. to what it is you do? Uh, it's amazing. Uh, Cause I, I mean, Jennifer, thank you. So, Jennifer, thank you so much, actually. Um, uh, it's amazing. Uh, it's been a long road. Um, you know, when you're aspiring to be a successful uh, woman, a leader, uh, established, you know, um, professional, the journey can be tough. Mm. So I, I did start, I studied with, I started with um, BS economics and I went on to do an MBA and I always, always wanted to be a chartered accountant. And thankfully I was able to qualify and become a certified chartered accountant. And so way back then um, I moved into doing accounting, working as a financial auditor for two big firms, KPMG and EY. And I loved it. I loved the job. I loved the work. Um, but funny enough, uh, as time went on, my husband became an expatriate and we were moving around the country for like 20 years, moving up and down, round and round. And I really didn't want to give up my life as a professional. So I continued reading. I continued doing things that I look by then, of course, my kids were small. So I I you know, I gave in and I said, okay, this is time for me to look after my family. But I continued reading and all of that. By the time I finished, you know, and the kids were growing up and my husband now was winding down on expatriate life, wanting to settle down more. I realized I needed to establish myself now that um, we're settling down. I knew I had it within me to continue to work and inspire women. I wanted to motivate and inspire by women. And so that's how I realized that I had a knack, you know, for um, carrying myself well is what people used to say. And um, so I went into something that I never knew existed. And that was etiquette. Right. And I went and trained and I didn't even know that there was anything professional about etiquette. And there I was, I trained in five different countries uh, to be an etiquette expert. And so right now people call me Madam Etiquette, amazingly. And why did I get into it? Um, They said I carry myself well. And I realized that this was the beginning of personal development. Um, as much as the word is so beautiful, etiquette, it really was about how you carry yourself, your, the ABC of etiquette, your mm. appearance, your behavior, and the way you communicate. And this for me was what was you know, the, the bane of every woman who wanted to be successful in life. And so I went into um, 
etiquette, like I said. And then I moved up and I realized that, okay, because I wasn't in the professional space anymore, it was the professional space that birthed etiquette. When I was in the corporate space, I realized a lot of people lacked confidence. Uh, when I come in as an auditor, they were so afraid to talk to me because they were afraid of what I was coming to look for. <laughs> and then I realized, I realized, you know, as auditors, they're like, oh my God, the auditors are around. But then I realized, I needed to change my, you know, my attitude, my actions to be able to become more approachable and more warm. And that mm. was when my energy level just changed. I began to wear a beautiful, brighter, bright smile and coming and greet everybody nicely. I toned down from the dark colors we used to wear in a suit to these kind of pink colors that looked more approachable. And so it worked like magic. I will come in and I'll smile and I'll laugh at you and say, how's work today? Are you okay? Is everything all right? You know, how's the family? And honestly, Jennifer, but it really, it was like magic. People just began to be more approachable towards me. And that's how I realized people came out of their shell. People began to grow in their confidence and people began, began to be more clear about their purpose. Believe it or not, I went into training and facilitation very naturally. I just went into training and facilitation very, very naturally teaching interpersonal skills. It was from there I was chosen to be a mentor. And I went on to be Sherry Blair mentor, a business mentor, mentoring women all around the world. Mm. From there, I knew that coaching was the thing for me. Uh, and so from mentoring, I moved into coaching and coaching is where I love to be. Now you wonder, how did I do all of this? Uh, yeah, I am always you know, straightforward about what I want in life. I really want to become, I want to add value. My philosophy is about adding value to another person's life. And so all of the things that happened to me were pretty natural. Even though I had young kids, I had to manage my time with my young kids while they were at school. I was reading, I was studying, I was developing myself. When they come back, I will resume mother duties and wife duties. And I just had to match it all like that. Even now that my kids are well grown up, believe it or not um they see me working but they can see the value that i'm adding to other women they can see how i'm adding value even to them i have two grown-up daughters and a son and um i can see also how i have grown and how i have learned even from the things that i teach out there and it's really about interpersonal skills it's about communication it's about attitude and aptitude it's about um your look your appearance and generally speaking, it's about how you can portray yourself to be the leader that you truly are, how you can portray yourself to be very impactful and influential in the circle that you're in among the people. And, you know, for me, I learn every day. It's not been easy, but I'm always forward looking. I have decided to be optimistic about life in spite of everything that's going on around us. Yeah. And that's why people can't see that I have a 31 year old. They're like, Oh, are you kidding? <laughs> I know Age is in the mind. For those of you who can't see. It's really Janet. my journey. Yeah. Janet that's is my journey. Magnificent. She's a beautiful, beautiful, radiant woman who is clear, has a oh. lot of vitality and what a story. I mean, there's so much packed into what you just were, was describing. It's so interesting. I yeah. never, I never thought about etiquette intersecting the world of coaching. And oftentimes I ask myself, also as a mother of a, of a teenage daughter, you know, where has the etiquette gone? I mean, there's so there's no etiquette anymore in term, even in terms of how you respond to an email or how you respond to a text or, you know, certain things about uh, the etiquette has changed so much. And so I just have to have a funny side note. 
I grew up in a family that was very, very preoccupied with etiquette. And I found myself rebelling against it. Although I know that it served me. And like you, I've lived all over the world. And etiquette is really different country to country. There are some things that stay the same, but it is really different. And it's almost like a lost art uh, in terms of, you know, people and their connection to it. It used to be that women were uh, honored and respected who had a high degree of understanding of proper etiquette, everything from eating a cherry tomato to the proper fork for uh, the course, you know, that you were serving. So, so it's really interesting how things are are turning around. And I'm, I'm really curious about um, this intersection of, of coaching and etiquette that you described, uh, because I can see the correlation as you were describing it, actually. Very, very fascinating. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. And even I am, um, you know, initially I was like, where am I going with all of this? And now I actually understand, you know, when you're coaching executives and leaders, there's a decorum that is expected of you. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something that as a leader, they expect you to be polite. They expect the way you communicate. They expect the way you act because mm-hmm. you're literally mentoring from a distance. People are watching you all the time without you knowing it. And so um, there's a, you know, there's a charisma, there's a kind of character. There's, there's a lot of clout that, car- that people who are leaders carry. And and you want to lead by good example. You want to make sure that when you're out there speaking on behalf of your business, your organization, that the reputation is indeed carried well. First impressions go a long way. And so when it comes to etiquette, you know, you're right about the fact that it's changed a lot. It's it's evolved. It's uh, There are uh, a lot of it that is being breached, you know, but I see now people are coming back to it more and more, or they're seeing the importance of it and how it can make or mark. Um, you as a business person, it can make a mark, your relationships, it can actually present a reputation of you or an impression, let me say, of you that is either good or bad. Absolutely. And people only want to, people want to really relate with people that they can trust. Mm-hmm. People want to relate with people that they can do business with. And right. if you don't have the like and love or trust, then uh, you're setting yourself up for, you know, for um, failure, for, for, for yeah, for failure is the word. Actually. Really, because it's all about, they call it now branding, right? If your brand isn't on, yeah. isn't isn't appropriate, or if you don't have authority, because now everyone, the, the level field, the playing field has been leveled in a lot of ways. And it's like, Absolutely. you are only um, as influential as your website is, or as strong as your brand is. It's just so interesting how everything's getting reorganized. And I, I just, I yep. love that you framed yep. it as etiquette. It's just, it's helping me to, uh, yeah. to open I my mind. I say dare to be different. Yeah, it's about daring. It's about daring to be different and standing out from the crowd because it is a level playing field almost now. So how do you stand out from the crowd? How do you make yourself different? And it's and how reputation you show is important. Absolutely. Yeah. And I Absolutely. love how you said it how went from like superficial. And I don't mean yeah. like that as a negative thing. It went from like the surface, you know, um, yeah. really down to the core. It sounds like in your work and you realized, oh, OK, the where everything stems from is really what I want to focus on. And it sounded like yeah. um, you love to help people identify their purpose. And so right. what kinds of um, what kinds of people do you work with now? Uh, and it sounds like purpose work is really uh, a, key, a key thing for you. Absolutely. It's really about helping. For me, my, my, my real passion is about helping people, you know, um, fulfill purpose, get clarity in, in whatever they're doing, setting their goals and getting, being clear about it. And also infusing enough energy to be able to make it happen, you know, 
in that light, mm-hmm. I also help them gain confidence because many a times when you have a goal, a lot of people, they are suffering from imposter syndrome. They are suffering from procrastination. Mm-hmm. They're suffering from distractions. So no, it's about really? getting that clarity. <laughs> No, it's so, true. But- I, I, I love to use I, I love to use these words, getting clarity, yeah. putting a lot of energy into what you do, ensuring that you have confidence. What is most important is being able to impact with influence, you know. Okay. And so I do work with a host of ladies. I love working with women because I feel women can really reach heights if they push themselves. So I love working with women and I say all sorts of women, professionals, entrepreneurs. Of course, I do work with gentlemen as well. I work with executives and C-suites. Mm. I work with people who are who have their own business you know entrepreneurs who really want to scale and show up in a better way present themselves in a better way because they're being held back by procrastination or by the fact that they don't believe they can do it and And so um all works of life this time that we're in people are quitting their jobs they're they're changing their careers and i think people really struggle to get that clarity they don't know exactly uh, how to resource themselves to find that clarity because they are trying to be something that their sister or their mother or their brother wants them to be or expects them to be. So what are some of the things that you could share with our listeners on how they can find clarity inside of their purpose? Because what's happening in their life is no longer resonating uh, for whatever reason, right? And then I know you can relate. I mean, there's so many people listening are yeah. right smack dab in the middle of this yeah. right now and they're grasping for straws yeah. and, and, and nothing is yeah. familiar anymore. So how can they get the clarity? What do you suggest? Yeah, honestly speaking, um, Jennifer, whenever I have um, a session with someone, a one-on-one session, I always love to start with a discovery call. And this is really getting to know you. And I ask a lot of philosophical questions philosophical questions about you know what your goal is and why I always always ask people to ask a why what is it that you want to do and why and why do you want to do that and why and you know what is the big picture so sometimes people are always a little bit narrow-minded in terms of I want to do this now but I always say what's the big picture five years from now ten years from now what is it that you really would like to achieve and then again I always tell people you know what let's what does your dream world look like What do you really want it to look like? And so when you have that picture of what you want it to look like, then we work backwards as to how can we really get there? You know, and you'd be amazed how asking those questions, they begin to explore deeper into what they really want and how they really want to show up in the world, what they really want to achieve, you know, because the goals are there. It's about taking that best foot forward and ensuring that they, you know, they start, start, let's start somewhere. And and even if you don't finish, let's, let's start the journey. And I love to partner with people on that journey get you thinking deeper deeper than you would normally have thought so I will ask you questions you know that will make you really want to think hard and fast about oh wow I never thought about it like that Mm. and so when you want clarity look at you know have your goals that are you know we call smart goals right very specific make sure you can measure that goal make sure it's an achievable goal make it be relevant and realistic and put some time to it right so that each time you get closer to that goal you look back and say yeah I think I can reward myself I've just achieved that and then you make the goals further and further don't have a big gigantic goal break it down into smaller goals and you just be surprised at what you can achieve yeah it's true I want to go back to purpose for a second because I find a lot of people and I'm curious your thoughts on this I find a lot of people feel their purpose is a result of some kind of life event uh, that caught that was you know a great source of suffering that they've overcome do you think that that's misplaced purpose or do you think that that's the actual purpose 
So you see, many a times, you're so right, Jennifer, um, you, you find people, find themselves circumstances. When I see people in their career, the first question I ask them is, is this career your choice or someone else's? And then they go back and they start thinking, oh, that's true. I wanted to do this or no, it is my choice. This is why I chose it. And so many a times it's true for convenience. You find yourself doing certain things because this is where you are at this point in time. But then again, if you've always had a dream to do something, I really believe that if you can conceive the idea, and you believe the idea, you can definitely achieve the idea. Oh, I so love your that. Purpose, Did you guys hear that? I, gotta, I want you to repeat that. That was really good. Yeah. Can if you, you really can conceive an idea, conceive the idea first that, mm. you know, right? Believe in that idea and then you will surely achieve that idea. Those, I love that my phrase friends, myself as words well. Words are wisdom. <laughs> Because that is the yes, truth absolutely, right and never hold back. Never hold back. There will always be elements of fear, right? But you know what? Put one foot forward and start. Don't wait till you have a whole lot of money before you think you can go ahead. Right? Start a friend of mine said, so, "Right." My friend said, "You know, expect like you know, go for it and expect the fear to show up. Nod." You know, like acknowledge it and then keep going. Yes, I love absolutely. that because it's like, don't we, we sometimes expect it should look a certain way. And, and that's not real. Yeah. It, it's part no. of it. The fear is part of it. And no. um, it in itself is a gift unless and until um, it paralyzes us, which is which is a predictable outcome. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll tell you what, there's so much uncertainty today. So don't wait for things to be perfect. You know, yeah. um, a dream that you had five years in, in, in you know, for five years, five years to come, start it now. Don't yeah. You. you got it. You got it. Just go and get it. Janet, you know, I feel like this work is so important for young women. I, I don't know about you, but when I, when I went out into the world, there was all this support, you know, as a teenager, as an adolescent, even as, you know, a child. And then like, it's like, you're 18, good luck. And it's not like my parents did that, but I just noticed that, you know, my, my daughter, her peer group, and it's like, where, how are these kids supposed to know what their purpose is? And now with the, the education system in a crisis, kids not wanting to go to college anymore because they don't see the value, many of them. Um, and, and even when they do, they're majoring in math because, you know, they're good at math. It's like they don't have any idea about their purpose. And I would just wonder sometimes what the world would be like if our young women and men understood their purpose at 18 or 19 or even 20. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the, the truth is that. Um, things have gone so different. When we were growing up, we almost knew what we wanted to do. We almost knew what we wanted to become and we were treading that path. But today there's a lot of uncertainty. You're seeing some people in certain professions and right now it's not where they want to be. It's not what they like to do. They thought it was what was, they thought it was going to be nice, but it's not nice. And so therefore it's very, it's easier for our younger ones to start with a passion. What is their passion? And as a parent, if your child comes up with a passion, as much as possible, try and support that passion. Yes, because you, I agree. Can, you know, they they have a talent. That's an inborn talent yes. that you know they could do with their eyes closed. So start with their passion, identify where their passion lies, and, and then nurture it. Yeah, and especially if you don't understand it, right? You have to you really have to work. Sometimes I don't understand. I'm like, what? Like, what? you know, but we because there's so much, there's so much that uh, is new. But I completely agree with you. Yeah. We have to support our children. Okay, yes. so I know this yes. is all about vitality. I've gone off on a tangent. Here we are at the top of the of the hour. But um, I really am curious about how you balance your life, you know, how you organize yourself to be able to be a wife 
um, you know, your kids are grown, but still a mother and, um, and, and to, to have your business. So what is it that you do to, to find balance uh, when life is pulling at you in a number of different directions? I can tell you a couple of things that I do because it, you know, life can get really stressful and I, you, I can really get overburdened with work. And by the time I say I'm tired, I know that I'm really tired. But mm. a couple of things I love doing. I definitely have um, boosted my exercise regime. So I'm a member of um, an exercise club where I live with a beautiful group of ladies. And we really have fun exercising. I try to do it three, four times four times a week and nice. I do walking as well but nice. the exercise with the women is fantastic aerobics and all of that and then I have a beautiful passion I love collecting orchids I have about 500 orchids in my garden oh my and gosh. so when I want to be I'm telling you I've been collecting since 2000 and so I oh. every time and I'm always looking for a new species and right now they don't <sighs> grow in any other media but charcoal and so when I'm looking for some serenity and some calm I just go into my garden and I just go and admire all this all oh, the buddies coming out all the flowers about gosh. you know I do I give my flowers some TLC so oh my gosh I would love to see a picture I really want to see a picture I will send some beautiful pictures I will or even a little video amazed, I'd love to like, let, oh whoa. my gosh that sounds I will. amazing I, I, I'm, I'm, okay I'll do a video for you as well <laughs> honestly um, I and that's where I get my peace because again to you know it's really like you know mm. how do I wind down initially I will work into the wee hours of the morning but now I'm you know I've I've locked on I, I said okay let me watch some of this Netflix let me just let me just get onto a program that I like watching you know once in a while when it's really when I I've decided now that when I'm really really busy I decided put a hard stop a hard stop at this time nice. no more work no matter how urgent it is put a hard stop to it so I can give myself re-energize I really need to re-energize my brain so yes it really needs a rest you know and um I do like to I do like to network I do I love to network um (laughs) in spite of COVID right now you know we do virtual networking so I am a member of some other women's groups where I can tap off the knowledge of other women and I think it's really important nice I love it so you're filling your cup in a lot of different ways and for those of you who can't see Janet she is shining she is glowing and there's a golden glow that's just emanating from her so what she's doing is definitely working <laughs> it's really beautiful to witness thanks so much <laughs> yeah any any last words of wisdom for our listeners uh, before we uh, end the conversation you know i really do think that um this is the time for women this is really the time for women this is time to step out of that comfort zone and go out there and aim for the sky the sky is not even the limit anymore the clouds are there so you know you can really go out there and get what you want you know a lot of women are high achievers nowadays and so don't let anything inhibit you from doing what you think you can do live your dream life really go out there and tell yourself I think it's really important to wake up in the morning with affirmation statements I really suggest that if you can get out a gratitude journal and write all the things that you're thankful for at the end of the day if you can't do it every day do it at least three times a week and you'll be surprised at the things that you've achieved and you'll be more proud of what you can can do and more so a gratitude journal is great start off with the day with an affirmation statement and tell yourself that you you can do it because I really believe that every woman can do even more than they expect that they can do mm. and it's just a matter of doing doing taking that action I love it you know and yes. uh, that's really why coaching is fantastic to help women really achieve 
Uh, beautiful. Thank you. And if you'd like to have that discovery call with Janet, please reach out to her via email. Her email will be in the show notes. Go to her website to learn more about her. It's her name. Can you speak it out properly for me? Yes, I can. It's my name, www.janetadetu.com. That's Janet, J-A-N-E-T-A-D-E-T-U.com. And you can also send me an email, janet.adetu at gmail.com. And I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. It's been wonderful speaking here. Thank you for listening to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. Please contact me if you're interested in cultivating more vitality at jennifer-helene.com on the contact page. If you know this episode would be of value to your community, please share it on all of your social media channels. Maybe you are a successful working mom who would like to share your story on this podcast. Please visit podcast.jennifer-helene.com backslash podcast-guest to apply. And you might know someone who would be an ideal guest. If so, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. I absolutely love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team in getting the word out about how to realign humanity with purpose. Purposeful Ventures is a company that is helping moms succeed in revitalizing their lives, relationships, businesses, and health. Please join a more personal conversation by working directly with me, joining my private Facebook group or one of my programs. This is Jennifer Helene, and thanks for spending your precious time with me. Thank you.